0: Listener
1: Production. US
0: stocks advance overnight as investors await key earnings reports. And Aussie shares are set to open higher on Tuesday with lithium stocks in focus. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, the 25th of July. Welcome to the ComSec Market Update. Ryan, how are you this morning? Very well, thanks, Tom. You enjoy your long weekend. Did you manage to uh, go and see Barbie?
1: That's probably not in my wheelhouse, I'll be honest. Um,
0: Oppenheimer is more my gig. The Barbenheimer phenomenon <laughs> has had an impact on the share market, though, hasn't it? It's John? a good
1: segue. It has, actually. The theatre operators in the US have um, gotten a fillip from this. I think it's really great to see people going back to the cinema. It would be a terrible loss if Netflix and the streamers were to wreak havoc permanently on the theatre universe. So such an important
0: part of the way culture is delivered. Indeed. And AMC Entertainment shares on Wall Street last night grew by over 30% or rose over 30% after it saw its biggest attendance and emissions revenue in a single weekend since 2019 around the hype of Barbenheimer. So certainly an impact there on the markets. We also saw Mattel shares, a toy maker, gaining 1.9% coming off a successful opening weekend of Barbie the Warner Brothers movie based on Mattel's iconic doll.
1: Will you be taking your young ladies to the movies? My wife,
0: Kath, managed to take my three daughters to see Barbie, (laughs) but they're a little bit underwhelmed. All
1: right. Well, they're hard markers in the uh, Felsman household, so if you're going to avail yourself of the movie, please don't be influenced by um, what Ryan and his family uh, have adjudicated on on the film. But look... Uh, In all seriousness, there is a lot to contend with this week as far as earnings numbers are concerned. And the markets at this stage are holding their nerve. The Dow uh, at the time of recording up by a half of 1%. We try to record this as close to 6 a.m. as possible. So sometimes there might be a little bit of wiggle room in the prices.
0: Absolutely. So the numbers that I'm looking at has a Dow up 183 points or 0.5%. That's its 11th straight day of gains, and in fact, that is the longest winning streak, Tom, since February 2017. So it's quite a remarkable feat for the blue chip stock index. Back when we were teenagers. That's it. The S&P 500 index rose by 18 points or 0.4%, and the tech-heavy NASDAQ lagged again. It was up by 26 points or 0.2%. Tom, what a week we've got ahead of us. It's an absolute smorgasbord on the earnings front. Around the world, we've got something like 500 companies worldwide with combined value of 27 trillion US dollars set to report their earnings results i thought it was interesting the extent to
1: which the stocks were able to hold on given the fact that we saw some pretty sizable moves in the interest rate markets there was a bond auction for 2 year treasuries last night that didn't go off all that well it was um yields were up by about 7 basis points to 4.9% 10 years off as well uh, up 3 basis points to 3. Eight six percent. The thing for me, Ryan, is that they seem to be drifting back towards their recent highs, uh, where these treasury notes are concerned. So, in the case of a two-year, just north of five percent, closer to five point one percent, and a ten-year note, its recent high four point zero eight. So, uh, it's a question of whether or not these. Treasury
0: yields threaten those levels again. Well, it'll hinge on what happens with the US Federal Reserve later this week. And of course, markets are baked in a 25 basis point rate hike. We did see the two-year yield up by seven basis points to 4.91% overnight, with the 10-year up by four basis points to 3.87%, well below those highs that you mentioned, Tom. The two-year US bond rate climbed as an auction of notes, as you mentioned, drew the highest yield since 2007. So that's quite remarkable. We saw that. Those yield-hungry investors are pleased, though. Yes. So we saw that yield at 4.82% for that auction. So that had a big influence over those bond yields overnight. And at the same time, that had a little bit of a drag on the technology shares. So interest rate-sensitive tech shares tend to prefer yields lower Mm -hmm. as opposed to higher. Like everyone. (laughs) Like everyone. And, of course, the NASDAQ does continue to lag somewhat. And perhaps what we're seeing at the moment... Is a situation where people are taking some profits in, in the technology sector and recycling into a more broader cyclical outlook, uh, perhaps, uh, on the on the back of that. So what you're seeing is a broadening in the breadth of the market, people taking some profits. They might see a little bit of a bargain elsewhere on the cyclical front, of course. And what we did see in the S&P 500 last night is nine out of the 11 major sectors lifting with energy stocks gaining.
1: Indeed. I suppose back to the point that you made earlier in terms of the breadth of organisations reporting results this week. You know, We kind of carp on about the economic news of the day uh, most mornings, but this is about as good as it gets and it will be fundamental to the calibrations that portfolio managers make in relation to how they view the next couple of quarters. In particular, there's been a lot of angst about how, a slowdown represents itself this time around. Um, But for the moment, the markets are holding their nerves in the
0: face of that gradual march higher as far as bond yields in particular. And and certainly if you look at the year-to-date returns on U.S. equities, it's largely been driven by multiple expansion. Yep. So we have seen that be a big factor as far as the market's concerned. The market doesn't seem to care quite as much about earnings. I mean, everyone's expecting earnings downgrades with profit margins under pressure, with higher borrowing costs and the like. But certainly we've been waiting for Godot for these earnings downgrades to come through. But if anything, the earnings backdrop looks a bit more favourable than than we thought maybe at the beginning of the year, and that's provided some sort of support for the market in terms of multiples as well.
1: Indeed. And for that picture to hold together, uh, what is required is that, conversation around uh, interest rates and inflation to to find some sort of steadying influence but the problem is when it comes to commodity prices you know we're seeing another bout of bad news if you like coming out of uh, the Russia Ukraine picture in relation to uh, what's happening to you know grain supplies the the energy picture you've just seen, you're seeing all prices trudge higher so this is the concern that you'd have looking forward that this sort of then unwinds the positives that we've seen over the course of the last six to nine months in relation to inflation
0: at least at a headline level and to an extent core just coming down a bit. We talked about this yesterday with the reintensification of the Black Sea crisis between russia and ukraine and it's the breadbasket really of europe and that's likely to provide a fillip for higher food prices particularly with grain prices lifting but also at the same time we have seen all prices climb to three-month highs overnight so the us oil nymex price rose by 2.2 percent to 78.74 us dollars a barrel what we did see there is a tightening of supply rising US gasoline demand in the Northern Hemisphere driving season, hopes for Chinese stimulus measures and technical buying take place. So broadly what we're seeing is all continuing to lift. The Brent's now over 82 bucks a barrel. And then what we also saw last night was shares of Chevron up by 2%. It announced better than expected earnings. So that's really what was the catalyst for the energy sector being one of the stronger performers on Wall Street overnight.
1: Indeed. Let's just quickly reflect on on what happened in the European sphere because it was vastly different when it came to the interest rate picture in Europe with uh, German bunds, for example, down quite sizably. The two-year bund down by about seven basis points to 3% and the 10-year Down five basis points to 2.41%, quite a contrast to what we saw on the other side of the Atlantic. Um, But you didn't see the dividend necessarily translate to European stocks in London. Uh, The market was up by around 0.2 of a percent. The French, perhaps a little bit wistful that the Tour de France has been completed for another year. French market down by about a tenth of a percent. The German DAX up 0.1 of a percent. So We've got a lot of central bank action happening in the days ahead. There's probably an element of uh, caution ahead of that.
0: Absolutely. So the European Central Bank meets later this week and everyone's expecting a 25 basis point rate hike for them as well. There are other couple of dynamics in Europe this week to look out for. It's the busiest week of the earnings season there. And we did see fresh data showing a slowdown in business activity in France, Germany and the UK. We did also see that in the United States last night. So what we're seeing at the moment is those business surveys, so the Purchasing Manager Indexes, as they're called. They are a survey of businesses around the world by S&P Global, and what they ask businesses is, how are your conditions? How are you going? Effectively, how, yes. How are things in the how, trenches? How are things travelling? So how's your profit margins? What's your employment and hiring intentions like? How are you finding labour costs and, and purchase costs, and just costs in general, so the inflationary pulse is tested? And what we have seen overnight is really, particularly in Europe, the business downturn deepening in Mm. July. So the US, for example, as well, we saw the services sector also under pressure. It eased back from 54.4 to 52.4 points, remembering a number above 50 represents an expansion. But we're seeing a deceleration in services sector activity, which is the biggest part of the economy. And in fact, in Europe, we're actually seeing a downturn take place. So that weighed on stocks. In Europe, the other thing to note as well is we had an inconclusive election result in Spain. So Spain's IBEX index was down by 0.3%. So that led to that subdued atmosphere in Europe. It's a very tense
1: political picture in Spain um, between the Basques and the traditionalists in
0: Madrid. We could go Politics. down a rabbit hole with geopolitics, but certainly what we did see was shares in Madrid listed utilities, and also Spanish lenders come under some pressure on the back of that news.
1: So quickly, Ryan, let's just reflect on what is expected for the local market this morning. We're going to kick off with a reasonable Philip. The futures are telling us that the ASX 200 will be up 0.6%, so that's a gain of just over 40 points. Uh, The commodity space will be in focus today, as it will be for much of this week because of quarterly production updates. Yesterday, there was a noteworthy decline in the lithium space, uh, a reflection of some quarterly updates which went over poorly. Uh, Worth noting that after the market closed yesterday, Pilbara Minerals released their fourth quarter production report. Uh, Highlights included uh, record production and sales uh, sales volumes were up 22%. Their production was up by 10% to almost 163000 uh, They sold around 176,000 tons of spodumene concentrates. So that was generally better than what the market had anticipated. Average realized prices were down 33% to $3,256 US per tonne. Quarterly revenue down 18%. And their operating costs were down by about 15%. So... Within that, there were some balancing items. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that those numbers will be received and whether or not that makes an impact on the sector today.
0: Absolutely. So lithium shares were under enormous pressure yesterday. So the catalyst for that was we had an update from Core Lithium and its shares fell as much as 14% at one stage. The reason for that is that it provided disappointing guidance. It said that it expects to produce 80,000 to 90,000 metric tons of spodumene concentrate over the 12 months through to June 2024. It cited lower lithium recoveries, a revised mine plan, and more conservative assumptions following bad wet weather as it ramps up its finesse lithium project. So the market sold down the entire sector on the back of that. We did see peers like CNR Mining, Lake Resources, Alchem, Pilbara, and Liontown Resources all down by up to 6%. The other development over the weekend, which also took the stuffing out of lithium was in China. So China introduced its first futures for lithium, the lithium carbonate on the Guangzhou futures exchange. And when it did list, the base settlement price was lower and we did see the the January contract closing down 13%. So that sentiment then fell through and and actually impacted our market as well. So There could be a rebound in lithium shares today after that big sell-off on the back of that Pilbara Minerals update. The other thing to note, Tom, is Newcrest Mining, the big gold miner, also releases its quarterly results. So that'll stand out. Blackmore shares of vitamin company trades ex-dividend. Just quickly to round out the commodity space, gold futures were down 0.2% to 1962.20 US dollars an ounce. Iron ore futures crept up by just four cents to 112.51 US dollars a tonne. And of course, that was quite interesting because we heard from China overnight and yesterday, where they've unveiled further steps to spur private sector investment with that struggling economy at the moment.
1: Indeed, there were important announcements made after the market closed yesterday, so it'll be interesting to see whether or not that makes an impact on things today. As I said, uh, market going to get off to a decent start, up by around 0.6%. Let's see if it's able to sustain itself into the close, Ryan, as we inch ever further towards tomorrow's very important inflation
0: numbers we look forward to those numbers but look out for the aussie dollar that's going to be a financial instrument which moves around a lot this week there's going to be quite volatile the aussie dollar slid from 67.55 us cents to 67.22 us cents an overnight session trade and is currently at 67.38 us cents tom
1: outstanding thank you very much for joining us this morning and please tune in to this afternoon's market wrap with stevie and laura
0: Listener.